0: Welcome to Little Things, your weekly friend meet cute with me, Coastalie Cummings. It's cozy time. And a more general introduction to various world, major world religions and and what those beliefs are. Hi guys, thanks so much for listening to Little Things. It's so good to be back. Uh, Sorry if you hear a little bit of construction in the back around um the building next to us is still being built so you might hear like hammering or drilling or any sorts of noises and i apologize for that um it's been about four months of this so (laughs) it's just something i have to deal with when i'm recording um, at home so today i want to talk a little bit about uh, i don't know just a couple things i've been thinking about one is a new kind of platform that I signed up for it's called uplift kids I think it's just called uplift we call it uplift kids it's basically a series of online lessons or like e-courses what do you call e-courses I'm not sure but basically online lessons that are supposed to help you teach your kid about various world religions and also a basis of spirituality and emotional intelligence perhaps just kind of understanding a little bit more about yourself and learning to understand better about what you feel and are thinking and what that means kind of the idea of like mindfulness and being more in tune with yourself Um, but then also the overall my husband found out about uplift and sent it to me and i was a little bit skeptical at first Sometimes when I hear those or read those phrases that are like, tune into yourself or, um, I don't know, <laughs> like those, you know, the mantras you're supposed to say to yourself or and it can quickly sound pretty hippy-dippy and I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know. Although I do sometimes like that kind of thing. Um, I just wasn't sure, but I started looking. I looked at a sample lesson and then heard from a couple people that, on Instagram that they had done it with their kids and really liked the conversations that were coming from having these lessons and these prompts. Um, so I went for it. It was like $100 for a year, I think, or access to all the lessons. And I can't remember how many lessons there are. And Basically, it's I'm making it sound like it's more structured than it is. Basically, there's just this catalog of. Themed. Lessons that have prompts and videos and links to articles and um it's broken down to to teach to teens kids or really little kids and they'll be like coloring sheets or activity pages simple questions you know or like prompts for yourself maybe as you're journaling and thinking about the idea of like an internal compass or what it means to live simply or that type of thing and i've just dived into one of the lessons but i've been so impressed with what i see there And whoever put together the curriculum did a really great job at keeping it very simple. There's nothing in there that feels superfluous. It feels like whatever's in there was put in very deliberately. And um, the couple of videos, short videos that I've watched have been linked to have been really great. And there was a link to an article on like the cut about um, how kids benefit from developing a sense of spirituality or following a, it doesn't have to be a religion, but even just embracing their own spirituality and not stamping that out. And I really, it was just really interesting. I think it'll be really great. Each week we already do as a family, something called family home evening, which is kind of a, just a tradition that I grew up with in my family, doing that almost every week. The idea I think from the 70s, um, the leader of the church that I belong to, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, he said, Hey, I think it'd be great if every family got together and spent some time together every Monday night and talked about um, the doctrine of what we believe, talked about scripture, um, said prayers together, maybe read some scriptures, did something fun together. You can do whatever you want, but Set aside this time with your family and and make it special, make make it family time. So anyway, I've kind of adopted this. And I have to say it's one of the best things that I've done. I kind of decided like five years ago or something, like we were gonna do it. It's kind of been the one thing that we've always done. There was only like a short period during the pandemic for like a month and a half where we didn't do it. And the kids would ask, like every week, can we do it? Can we do it? And we kind of do just not as like formal as we usually would. And I think they really missed it and I missed it too. So um, I'm gonna take the uplift lessons and incorporate that into what we call family meeting or FHE or family night, which we do usually on Monday nights um, before bed. So, but I'm excited. I read through that first lesson and I'm like, oh, this is something that, you know, my oldest, oldest kids will ask questions about and be interested. And my youngest will, Beep bop around and probably be totally annoying. But then we have a coloring page for him. I mean, it's really hard, you know, like trying to have these, these, you know, you're trying to create special moments with your kids or if you're religious or, you know, you're trying to be spiritual and you're trying to, to teach your children. And sometimes having those like more formal situations where you're t- teaching them. I just feel like kids, like they know that you're do- being a little more serious. And a lot of the times they don't. They will do the opposite because they know we like You're trying. <laughs> so we try to keep it really short and succinct and try to involve some type of video clip when we're doing this kind of thing. So we have activity and we always have a good treat. That's like key. Got to have a good treat. But um, yeah, I just wanted to recommend that. And I will, I will, you know, share what it's like down the road. We're just getting started with Uplift. And I will link to it in the show notes if you want to check it out too. Um, yeah, I'm excited about it let's take a quick break and we'll be right back i don't know if i'm the only one but i feel and i go through phases i've definitely felt this before but lately i've felt very creatively drained like i have no energy to come up with new ideas to make the things that i've already have ideas about i have a long list of like podcast ideas or newsletter ideas or Instagram posts ideas or articles I want to write or essays I want to write or I have a book I'm working on or um, I want to plan these special trips with my older kids and take them on those trips or I want to um, go do little nature activities with them around our house or I want to do this or that and I'm just like feeling so drained um, despite having some help at home, and then having my kids back in school again. So I don't know what it's what is going on. I feel like <laughs> if I just don't stick to my normal routine of like making this podcast, you know, every four or five days, if I don't, you know, spend more time on I just like quickly lose any steam that I had. Um, and sometimes I'm just like, why do I try to do anything outside of taking care of my kids? and the typical things you do as a stay-at-home parent because there is a lot there's a lot but i've learned this over and over again for me it works i'm much happier and more fulfilled if i'm doing various things outside of taking care of my family and doing that kind of stuff um so (laughs) it's a bummer when you feel drained and you're like but you know that that creative you need that creative fulfillment so what's helped me is just jumping in and like making something. Even if it's something really silly, I'll sit down and like draw something. And I don't draw. I just sit down and like doodle a pattern or trace something and try not to think what I'm doing and just relax and let myself make something with my hands. Um, but I didn't talk about it when it happened. But back in December of... 2020 we had just moved to korea um we quarantined for two weeks until middle of december and then we moved into a hotel for almost two months while we looked for an apartment to live in and during that time our kids weren't in school and then they did start school and it was only online um so we had three kids on school and then one two-year-old trying to destroy everything um It was okay. (laughs) Was it was really hard? It was really hard. Um, But something I would do is every night I would take like a long bath and I would put on all sorts of creams and lotions and serums. And I bought myself really cozy sweatpants and sweatshirt because it's absolutely freezing here. Oh my gosh, I did not know Seoul was so so cold. And um, then. I started to feel like I was just drowning and didn't have a life <laughs> beyond oh, just the day-to-day. And so I, I don't remember how I found it. I think maybe through a Substack newsletter I, I um, subscribed to. But I heard about something called on deck. And I think I'd heard about this in the past. It's basically like a startup accelerator. There's lots of these kinds of things like Y Combinator or TechStars and is a little bit different um, but they recently launched a writing on deck so they have different types of these on deck programs you can participate in and they just launched a writing one and there were a couple of people involved that I had heard of and was excited about so I looked into it and ended up applying um <laughs> kind of spur of the moment and did a interview and of course those interviews that means it's like six in the morning for me and because it has to be the east coast time anyway pretty crazy trying to do anything in the states um but i did interview ended up getting in to the on deck writing what would you call it like fellowship maybe um basically it's a program where you pay to be a part of a group um there's mentoring with experts in internet writing arena um there's so many ways you can describe what writing online can be called but i call it internet writing but um so people who you know are well versed in that they would mentor you you do weekly um workshop sessions so you're writing your own work and you're kind of fine-tuning and figuring out like what it is you want to write about and how you want to go about that and other people would consult with you about the best avenues to take your writing in and you also be working on your actual writing craft during the process. And I believe the program's a month and a half, two months. Um, and you definitely pay, you know, you know, you pay a chunk of money to participate. Um, but I've definitely learned that when you have to pay for, you know, if you have to pay for something, you're really going to be invested and to pay a couple thousand dollars to have that accountability and, um, to kind of force you to participate in a program that by the end you'll have more writing samples, you'll have feedback from outside, people have ne- that have never seen your writing or outside of your current like niche is just like incredible. And also it's just like a very diverse group, which I found very interesting and I feel like would be really helpful for me. Um, but yeah, they accepted me into the program and then <laughs> we were still living, I think we had just moved into our apartment like a week and I was like felt like I was completely drowning. I think I underestimated big time what a huge adjustment it is to move overseas. Um, and then especially during the pandemic, there's just a lot of extra layers of <laughs> of stuff. So I said no, and then I said, you know, let's touch base later. And I've been thinking about it more, and I think they do it maybe a few times a year. They've only done a couple um, cohorts. So, but I've been thinking about it more lately and I'm like, I hope it really lines up because I would love to participate in the next one if it can coincide with maybe the beginning of the school year. Um, I just feel like I have, I do have things I want to work on. I really want to work on my young adult novel. I want to have more time to, like free write and just see what comes out of that. I want to work on different types of writing. I've never been trained in creative writing. I would love to, you know, take these classes that they're offering and be mentored in creative writing. I don't know how to um, present writing on social. I feel like that's a really difficult challenge for a lot of writers is like, well, how can I visually showcase my writing um and get people to look at it so and then also just figure out like what i want to write about do i want to write about personal more personal things do i want to write about cultural things or or religious topics or do i want to write about social issues or coming into social issues do i want to write about motherhood do i want to write about being a working mom i don't know uh, nature, what, anything. Like, I have so many things I feel like I could write about, but I just don't know what I'm most excited about. And I think being in a group like that could help me to actually sit down and process what it is that I want to do next. I know for me, you know, I freelanced for a long time, 13 years. Um, And some of those years, it was, you know, I was freelancing more than others, but I have, consi- you know, pretty consistently freelanced during those years. And something... After, I think after working my last two full-time jobs over the last couple of years, I just realized I prefer that so much to freelance. Like, I have no desire to hustle for work or navigate, like, even fielding emails from people who are referred to me, which is how I always get all my work, is just like word of mouth. I just have been saying no to everything, and I just, even getting emails makes me feel anxious and like i just know in my gut like i don't want to do that work i don't want to i don't have to and i just feel like i want to focus on my own projects i don't want to be reacting to what someone else is coming to me with if, even if, and especially if it's something i don't care about i don't think i can start caring about it um and i also realized with working full-time i really prefer you know even though even though i mean that's a whole different ball game right working full-time for someone else but that security and I think overall, I ended up working, I mean, I worked hard, but it's just like different, um, it's a different grind when you have a full-time job rather than, than freelance, like your schedule is set up for you. Um, you know, you're going to be working 35, 40 hours a week or around there. I don't know. There's just like a structure there that took away a lot of um, mental and emotional space for me and made it. Full time going full time meant I was working and I could just say I was working. I would not have to think about that. Whereas with freelance, I feel like I was always like, oh, I stay at home with them and I work. I don't know. It just felt like this whole it was this whole deal. Um, even if I wasn't even working all the hours <laughs> that I was when I was working full time, it just felt like more sometimes. So, um, I don't know if I'll ever go back to freelance work. I think I'd consult, but I don't think I'll ever do freelance writing again. I think I'm. Not interested in that anymore. Um, maybe consulting, ghostwriting, um, maybe strategy work, content strategy work, or just my own projects. And, and that's more like long form writing, which is like my book and longer form essays. So anyway, this is all to say, <laughs> I don't know if you're the same way, but sometimes opportunities kind of come up. You have to say no because you just don't feel it in your gut. But then later you're like, did I make a mistake? Should I have said? yes and just like gone for it and then later just being like no and now i realize like no i did the right thing saying no i really couldn't have done it It, i would not have been able to get out what i wanted to and just the hope that like it can circle back like a different season a new literally a new season of the year fall 2021 will be better than winter 2020 for me to participate in this type of group of on deck so anyway i'm excited about this if you have anything like this that you are excited about participating in or you applied to something and you got it and you had to say no because you couldn't get, find childcare, or you had to go back to work or this or that i would love to hear about that and know that i'm not the only one i know i'm not i know there's lots of us who have had to change our plans over the last year and beyond um you can email me at Coastally cummings k-o-s-e-l-i-c-u-m-m-i-n-g-s or message me on Instagram at Coastally Cummings and that will be in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Little Things. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you can hear about all the new episodes. And if you want to follow along a little more, hop on Instagram and follow me at Coastally Cummings. And you can also subscribe to my newsletter at coastally.substack.com.